Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Shots podcast. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson and Chuck Johnson. The three boys back together again. It feels like it's been a while. It it has. Chuck, you look way too tan to be in the northern climate. Yep. I escaped uh, for for a few days and played a little golf. Got some sun. It was. We'll get to that because good do, time. I want to dissect, you know, how how it all went down there because sure. for us that got stuck in the snowbanks up here, mm-hmm. um, we were dreaming of days like that. Um, sure. But today's going to be a great show. Um, we're going to talk a little bit. You know, we're going to lean on Mark a little bit and his expertise with uh, the PGA and and learning how to improve your golf game this winter as we get into the spring. First day of spring was yesterday, gentlemen. So that's what they say. We're officially. In the springtime. I don't know if you look out the With a winter storm for for later today. Another couple inches. But, uh, so we'll get into a little bit of that and then a lot of golf talk here today. Um, Should be a a really exciting show, but Chuck, right right back to you. Okay, yeah. We go Mm -hmm. trip to Arizona. You got how many rounds of golf did you play? We played three. Three rounds of golf. Four days there and we played golf three days. That's a good trip. That's a really good trip. Yep. It was fun. So the boys and I... um, Went down there. We were fortunate enough to connect with Mike Stoltman. You guys know Mr. Stoltman. Yes, yep. He got us on the first course, and him and I were partners. Just classic, Mark. It brings back the days of of you and I taking on Stoltman and Dad. But Mike and I had uh, the boys on the ropes, the front nine. We had them right where we wanted them. Then they, they pressed us. Mm. And uh, Reader's Digest version, Zach played out of his head. And scored the best round of his of his, of his career, of his life, four-year career. He shot 76. Oh, good That's player. Very solid. Yep. Wow. Yep. And uh, Mike, if he's listening, he couldn't make a putt. And he, <laughs> he was oh a bit frustrated. Goodness. I can imagine. Yep. Now, we say this lovingly with Mike. Mike's virtually a family member. He is. Our dad's yep. best friend. One of our best friends. Great, yep. great family friend. I have seen Mike miss the shortest putt I've ever watched a human <laughs> miss when trying. <laughs> Right. In competition in a pro-am at Wildflower once. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to make it. To yeah, make well, it. how far yeah. was the putt? He's shortest in history, but how short was the putt? Um, a little over a foot. Yeah, maybe oh a foot, foot and a half. You maybe. guys made him putt that? Well, it was a pro-am. pro-am. You had yeah. to. You had to putt everything. Yes. Were, you out? Were you there? I that believe was, I was playing in that, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was there. It was the yeah. It was the sixth hole. I I remember it. And uh, nope, love the guy, love yeah. the guy. But sometimes he had a lot of birdie looks too. Yeah. He can play great. He, he did. can play he great. Good. Yep. And then sometimes, and that's what's great about golf. Yep. So he, you and Mike are partners, taking on the kids, taking on the boys. Had them on the ropes. They press us, and then it just kind of went side sideways on us, and they <laughs> they beat us. So we had to. At the end, in the parking lot, fork over some cash to those guys. They thought that was the greatest thing ever. Mike was a little grumpy. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he was. He was like, get in the car, boys. Let's go. <laughs> it was great. No. Kidding aside, that was great. Mike hosted us. Uh, that was day one. And then, yep, played a couple other courses uh, had, that we hadn't played. The last one, a little unique, guys. I don't know if you guys have played a course where the opening tee shot is on an island tee box. So you walk out on an island tee box. It's a resort course, so that everybody's watching. Felt like 10,000 people. There's probably 20. And you have to hit it over water, up a hill to a blind approach. That was a little unique. This is par four? Par four. Oh, yep. interesting. What's the name of that course? That was uh, Arizona National. And where's that at? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Arizona. Arizona. In Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, it's where the, uh, world, you know, the world baseball championship's yeah. going on. It's where the players are staying. 
So we pull in and the buses are there it, and the players are loading up on the buses. We're like, wow, this is legit. And uh, yeah, it was a nice track. Really neat. First couple holes with blind tee shots was a little weird. A little funky. And then it got into the canyon golf. Like if you're missing, you're spraying anything, you're out in the desert, you're behind a cactus. Yep. It's um, almost like you're a guy from Fargo. Kind of. Blind tee. We don't get many blind tee we shots or any of that. So for your trip, um, how did you make for listeners out there that, hey, I'd like to go to Arizona sometime. Did you go online to make your tee time? Did you use a app? Uh, an app. Yep. yep. So uh, Nick had an app on his phone. It was free. Uh, tea, tea times, tea times.com, tea times. Be logical. That yeah. sounds right. <laughs> um, and we did a comparison. I just went off their websites and tried to oh, book okay. and versus his app. And we saved uh, the highest at Painted Mountain. We saved 25 bucks a player. Oh, nice. So seventy five bucks adds up, right? Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's ten, fifteen bucks savings, savings though using yep, an savings. app. Yep, using the app. There's some great. There's some great products out there. Um, some you got to pay for. Some like like you guys, Chuck, are are free. So um, you know, for anyone that's looking to get some tea times, whether they're traveling or whatever, there's some some great stuff out there. But I always see the Golf Now app yep. advertised yep. on the Golf Channel because I'm yep. always watching the Golf Channel. But there's more than Golf Now. That's right. Yep. Huh. Yep. Um, how was how was your game coming out of the snowbanks? Glad you asked. Yeah. You know, having uh, the opportunity to to fine tune, I'll say, and work with the technology we have here at Sweet Shots, I really focused on um, my short game mm. and figuring out my wedge game using the data, using the technology here. It uh, it helped. I shot seventy eight, so that we had a running deal going between the three of us, and uh, I was low man for the three day total. 78 was my best round, and I think at 82 was my worst. So I was right there. In oh, that. congrats. Very right consistent. Out of the gate. Yep. Very nice. But definitely uh, using sweet shots here, and mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to talk about is getting yeah. that game in shape. Um, it was beneficial for two weeks being out there hitting balls and, and working on making sure I understand the data. So Good. I felt comfortable with the clubs, even though it was our we leave clubs down there in the closet. So it was kind of a hodgepodge of a mix match of, of clubs. It wasn't my regular clubs. Um, I felt pretty comfortable over those clubs though. Good. Yeah. And not to transition too sharply away from that, but yeah, getting into, um, you know, game improvement, Mark, and when we sat here and talked about, okay, how do you, you know, what's most beneficial for someone? And, and obviously the technology that we offer here is, is fantastic, but from, from a individual standpoint, what's something people can do, maybe a first step here coming out of winter into now or into spring, a first step, where would, where would you recommend just jumping off well and that's what we talked about this this episode would spend some time let's talk about the golf swing let's talk about playing golf how do you improve initially you know what get yourself back acclimated to making a golf motion right if you're just gonna you know if you haven't been making swings this winter in a simulator or out here at sweet shots and you know the season isn't that far away i know we're staring at a ton of snow but it you know hopefully not you know a month from now we're we're playing golf or less um but you, you your your body needs to acclimate to that motion especially as you age for those out there that aren't aren't uh you know the 20 somethings as you right. age um you're, you you need to get your muscles ready to go so to just jump out to the first tee the first day the course is open yeah you can do it but you know i haven't heard guys end in, end up in the hospital or anything but you're you are risking you know, you're going to swing harder than you think you're swinging. You should really get muscles thinking golf. So get out here and, and, and do some of that. But what, what I thought, you know, we could talk about is real concrete. If you're, if you're serious about, 
hey, I want something different to happen in my golf game this summer. You know, we all play and we, I don't know if we tolerate the mis, the, the same mistrot, which mm-hmm. leads to the yep. scores we're not happy with. Well, you gotta, you gotta do something different. Yep. And so I was just going to focus a little bit on ball flight. What do you want your golf ball to do differently? Right. You know, um, if, if it's, if it's a troubling slice or if you hit it too high or you hit it too low, or maybe it's even contact, you just don't make contact correctly. There's, there's no substitute for hitting the middle of that club face uh, properly. So, you know, identify what, what holds you back from improving Mm -hmm. or that causes you problems on certain date, maybe, or you could look at your, your drive. You mentioned short game, shoring up wedge distances, maybe for others, it's getting off the tee. Mm -hmm. Um, we were talking off air before we started. Um, we have a 30 shot eval here at sweet shots Mm -hmm. that puts you through. I don't know what the breakdown is. If it's seven drives, it's, uh, I think you hit two drives and two approach shots and the approach shots switch from wedge, you know, every four shots, um, it'll be wedges to long irons. Um, so you go like driver, driver, approach, approach, driver, driver, approach, approach in that pattern and then switches up. So over it, the course of 30 shots, yep, it roughly breaks down to 15, 15. Okay. Between drivers and, and approach shots of yep. different varying lengths. Correct. That's right. But the 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 tool that Top Tracer has does a little eval on your game, mm-hmm. and it based on you enter your handicap, what your handicap or average score would be, and your driving distance. So you're not comparing you against a tour player, but it's a great tool that you could start. It gives you an eval at the end and goes, you know what, your approach shots, your driver was fine, but your approach shots were weak, yep. or vice versa. Yep. So identify what you need to work on mm-hmm. in yeah. your game. And the nice thing with that and is. Uh, it also identifies your biases in, in terms of direction. So yes. if you pull your driver but push your irons or vice versa, right, I, I would say more common is push driver and, and or slice a driver and pull an iron, um, it's going to tell you that. And it's going to show you a breakdown. You can go through and yep. touch every, every shot and make sure you kind of dissect it yourself. So yes. you can take that very seriously and have a great understanding of your game after – 45 minutes. That's right. You know, it takes 45 minutes to complete it seriously. And then you sit there and dissect it. And now you can apply that, whether you're going out to play or going to back to the range and just kind of work on, okay, how do I And, and the beauty yeah. of that is then work on that game for a week or two, then redo the 30 shot. Yes. Exactly. See that improvement, right? And exactly. for those listeners out there that maybe have been to Sweet Chest, but haven't played this particular, it's one of the offerings out on the bays, out in our T-line as you look at those games, right? So, right. And our staff would help them get them in, into that. And then they key in, like you said, their handicap. And then it, the system takes them through those 30 shots. Yep. That's how that works. And I would say for those that maybe don't have an established handicap, I mean, take take whatever your average score is on an 18 hole, or if it's yep. nine hole, double it, right? Yep. Um, and then subtract 72 from that. And that's a good handicap to at least start right. with. Um and it'll give you give you a great idea. It's a fantastic tool, and and you know after you complete that, being able to identify what you have to work on, whether it's by yourself or if it's coming in here to get a lesson from myself, Jim, um, or somewhere else. You know, you at least have an understanding when you're going into these lessons. Where you know a lot of times we started out asking, "What are we working on?" If you come in and say, "I don't know." You know, that's a tough spot. Now, all of a sudden, we might go down a rabbit hole you didn't necessarily want to go down because we've seen something else. Where if you have, you know, well, my bias is left with my irons. I'd like to take that away. That gives us an idea 
that okay. way. Yeah. So we should announce that we're going to partner with the North Dakota Golf Association. Spoke right. with Chris guys. He's been a guest on this show. And uh, the month of April, we're going to run a little contest, a 30-shot eval statewide. Um, top Tracer facility out in Bismarck, our facility here. And details will be launched uh, on, on social media and whatnot. But um, it'll be an opportunity for, for you to maybe uh, do that evaluation. And if you want to submit it and compete in your handicap category, you can do that. But um, we should maybe even talk about having a most improved you know, if yeah, you do it multiple great. times, see see uh, how you improve. But um, and some prizes of some sort, right? For the yes. individuals that have that best score. So it's take a picture of that final score and submit it. Right? That's exactly. The more exactly. info to come. Yep. yep. More info to come. So we're excited about that. But that leads right into what you know we're going to spend just a little bit of time on. I was going to focus on, you know, ball flight. Uh, Lucas, you mentioned it, and we see common themes with most golfers that it's the irons. Um, well, it, I think it starts with the driver and I'm going to, we're going to overgeneralize what we're going to say. Most players slice their driver. Yep. So the slice, the ball flight, uh, starts for a right-handed player starts left of the intended target and will curve to the right of the intended target. Now where the ball starts is influenced by the path that we're swinging on, you know, the road, the club's traveling. And I believe that golfers react to the ball flight that they see by trying to control it with the swing. So they see the ball go to the right. What do we do to combat the ball going to the right? We swing to the left. Yeah, you aim and swing to the left. Yeah, which actually compounds the problem. Sure. You know, I always relate it to other sports. If you're playing ping pong or now pickleball and you want to put a little cut or English on that, on that ball and you want it to land and spin to the right, you're going to cut across to the left. And the mm -hmm. same thing's happening in golf, just a lot faster. Right. Um, but the same influence happens to a golf ball. So then I also then I, I also like to pair back and go, kind of peel back and go, okay, wait a second. Well, why is their ball going to the right? Yes, they're swinging across it, but most times I find the flaw is in their club face. Yes. Mm -hmm. The face will be open to the target and impact and then open to the path line. Correct. So we don't have the visual aid here. I think Kylie might put something up that might explain this, but if the club face is open to the target and open to the path, the ball's gonna go mm -hmm. right it's gonna yeah. curve right yeah i've always i've always said it and i utilize it a lot but that club face is basically the the steering wheel of of the golf swing right if it's pointed to the right that ball is going to go to the right if it's pointed to the left it's going to go to the left right because that's what makes contact with that, that with the golf ball and so you know that's such an important feeling for someone they have to be able to feel where that face is at yes and and then subsequently control that face yeah. mm -hmm. um and the the more that you can get someone to feel that you know that's why you watch the pga tour and a lot of these announcers say well they have great hands right that just means they have fantastic ability to feel and control that face sure. they can make it do what they want the awareness of the face is huge yes yep. and the sooner you can learn that or it, it, the, the quicker you get good at golf mm -hmm. that's where kids sometimes kids just have the natural ability just space mm -hmm. and time they know where the club face is at in relation to their hands sure. and there is a disconnect what your hands are doing i mean for some people what your hands doing what the face do sometimes people can't make that connection right mm -hmm. and they struggle a little bit so you need to create drills create exercises so you can acquire that skill um, and that's from full swing through short game even mm -hmm. even putter to a certain extent um but the to take that a step uh deeper so it's the club faced relationship, not only to target, but to the path you're swinging on. Yes. So 
you could have technically an open to face, open club face to the path or to the target. I'm sorry, to the target. So we're aiming at, you know, the white flag out there and the face is slightly open to that white flag. But if your path is more inside to out than that, you will hit a draw. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you can get the ball to curve the other way. Mm-hmm. And that in golf typically is the, is the preferred path, the draw, the ball yeah. that curves right to left hook, not so much, but a, but a draw because more things are, you're doing more things correctly. You're generating speed and power when you're hitting a draw versus a cut. Generally uh, further, right? I think it's, it's a generalized statement. Um, you know, I see a lot of kids slinging hooks, right? Because that ball hits the ground, there's no spin on it, takes off for another 10, 15 yards, right? Um, where I, I would say, you know, some of the people that start later in life, a little older, they got the over-the-top cut swing, right? Yeah. And so it's fine in... My philosophy is finding a way to just kind of neutralize that. And, and you know, I'm I'm huge on, you, you know, we start getting into to course, I don't know if philosophy is the right word, but picking a side and taking it out of play, right? If you know 100% of the time you're going to hit a cut, whether it's 30 yards or 10 yards, right, you can lean pretty, pretty heavily on that on a golf course. That's a fade. That's a left to right shot yes. for those yep. that don't know. Yep. 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 A fade. Um, you can lean pretty heavily on that. And then subsequently turn that into some better scores because you know your balls is just not going to go left. Um, now you can get in trouble when it's too much, but you know there's something there where pick a shot, stick with it, and get to know that shot really, really well. Don't try and do too much. Right. Know your swing. Those. Know yeah. your swing. Mm-hmm. Know what makes your swing perform. Yep. Um, and to have it within a reasonable. I mean, you can't. Expect to play good golf if you're outside accepted norms with either your path or your club face. Sure. Your club face, the next step, the club face is influenced by your grip. Yeah. And I was just going to ask yeah. that. So how much is the grip impacting that? That's key. That's pretty important, isn't it? There's very, ways very to make key. every grip work, and work is in quotations. Yeah. But to play great golf or solid golf you really can't venture off too sure. far from what we consider a neutral grip you could certainly have hands that are a little strong meaning position down the club in a in a yep. rotated to the right position for a right-handed player or to the left based on what your ball flight's doing but the grip how you hold the club is is everything when it comes to the that club face sure yep. and so you know and that's where you need to grip it the same way every time. Those that are out here starting are um, going to come out. Well, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to change the grip on this shot. I'm going to change the grip on this full swing driver. It's like, no, you need to find a grip that you can repeat and match it up to now the rotation of the face in in space to the path that you're swinging on. Yeah. And, you know, it's it can be overwhelming if you don't. If you if you can't get that relationship between the fa- the hands and the face, sure, and that's where instructors come in. That's yes. where video comes yeah. in yeah. because what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing, even for I don't care if you're just starting or if you're an accomplished player, ball flight doesn't lie. Exactly, mm-hmm. ball flight is king, and that's it's physics. Yeah, if you can if you can understand why the golf ball is doing what it is, is what it is doing, right? Mm-hmm. That tells a story yep. the whole time from where it starts to where it ends. That whole ball flight is a story. Um, and like we alluded to in the beginning, right, that story then translates back into the club path and the club face and what that relationship is doing. And the more that you can understand that and feel 
that relationship, the better your outcome is going to be because you understand your expectations are different now too, right? If, if you know that you're in the extremes of both club path and club face, you know that ball is going to be offline pretty extreme. You know, and it just paints a clearer picture if you can understand that. And and to your point, that's where instructors come in. That's where in videos co- videos come in. Uh, I think the best thing to happen to golf was getting a golf swing on a video camera, and you can slow it down and, and look at it because it. you go a hundred miles yeah. an hour. You know, realistically, how much are you feeling? What your hands are doing? Yeah. You know, and so to be able to slow it down and see, okay. Here's what I'm actually doing. And I work a lot in extreme feelings, trying to get people to really, you know, put an extra thought into whether it's turning the hands over or, or getting, getting better rotation or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And more times than not, when they do it and they feel extreme, it looks pretty dang normal. Right. Um, And that's where being able to see that videotape it and then bring it back to them and say, look, you felt pretty crazy there you look pretty normal. Um, I think that's something that's, that's a great asset. To the that happens game. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody that needs to make a change and then you ask them, okay, we're going to ask you to do a pretty extreme change of path here. We're going to swing inside out. I want you to swing what you feel like way out to the right and they'll do it and you should put them on videotape and they're sure that they look like a, a, a act at the circus. Yeah. You know, like people are going to be laughing at them the next time they show up at the golf course. Then they see it on video and they're like, huh. Oh, that actually looks good, right. normal. Right. Yeah. So our perception of what we're doing and what we actually do are completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, extreme drills, uh, they get it done. So I'd encourage people to to really do, get into their ball flight, know what your ball flight is. And if it's just inconsistent contact, well, that's a whole different deal. You probably have some movement going on in your golf swing, either laterally or vertically. You're lifting up or you're moving off the golf ball, away from the ball and back and through too much will cause inconsistency in contact. If your contact's good, but your direction's bad, then we're leaning more on face and path. So um, I really encourage people, or even if you're out there listening and, you, and you're maybe not the, the avid golfer, or, or um, but you know somebody that is, do them a favor, get them a golf lesson as a gift, mm-hmm. a gift card, for, and it's yeah. turning into a, a plug for instruction. But it, if it's with us, great. But if it, 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 somebody that is a trained instructor, somebody that really knows what they're doing. And, you know, I, I hear people on the T line talk about, well, I saw this TikTok video or I'm on YouTube, on YouTube and there's yeah. some good information out there, but information that's not properly applied to a golf swing is going to lead to a bandaid fix or even a worse mistake. Yeah. And something I'll add sure. to that because, you know, you do see that a lot. There's there's golf TikTok and there's golf YouTube, right? And there's a reason our lessons are 45 minutes to an hour long, right? It's not a 15-second video clip, right? A lot of times that's just not it. So, yes, it's it's good information that people are sharing, right? But it's very surface level. I would take that and apply it, you know, to a lesson, you know, here's an idea as far as, you know, I want to, I want to fix my slice, right? Communicate that information. But again, it, to your point, it's a band aid, right? It's not a fix. And and there's a reason, again, our lessons are an hour long. And, um, I think that's, um, something that having a second pair of eyes, right. To our earlier point where our feels are way different than what we actually are perceiving, right? You can watch a video and, and, go make a swing and 
yeah, it's a good one, but maybe everything just timed up correctly and you're not actually doing it right. Right. So having that second pair of eyes is very yep. important. Yep. Um, more than just watching a video and trying to apply it in, in my mind. Yep. Um, so with that guys, and, and that was some great talk. It, it flew by and, and, you know, we're sitting here and we're not going to solve everyone's swing just in, in a 20 minute discussion, right? We just talked about you know, watching a video, but I think the, the broader goal of it was to, to kind of bring up the discussion, right? Get people thinking about their game. It's, it's spring, um, you know, whether it's identifying what we need to work on, whether it's ball flight contact, whatever it is, but get out, get excited for this golf season and, and have an idea what you want to work on. How, how do you get better? I think the overall theme of the episode is, is let's get better today. Right. Yep. And that's what we're trying to do is just kind of bring that conversation to light. Yeah. And I think leverage the technology you have here to back to that challenge, the shot challenge, use that. Um, for those listeners that are maybe new to the game that want to get into it, I know, Lucas, you guys offer uh, learn to play programs. I think the yes. next one's full, but there will be additional ones. Yep. Maybe just a quick minute on, is that off the website? How does one get more information on that? Yep. So we'll put out all the the signups on our socials, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, all of that, and um, Twitter. And, and our website especially is where you're going to go to to sign up. And that's a fantastic, especially if you're really new to golf and, and you're just looking to get into it, whether it's with your friends or by yourself or whatever it is. Um, we have a fantastic time. Jim Bigelow, he does a, he kind of leads it and does a fantastic job of taking this super complex idea. Like what we talked about, the relationship to the mm-hmm. club face and the club path. He takes that really complex idea and distills it down into a really simple, um, way that we can understand it and apply it. Right. And our, our main goal, I would say is getting that ball up in the air, right. Sure. Having fun, being able to see this ball travel forward. Um, and then after that, it really kind of opens the door up into, into other ventures around here, whether it's joining the league or just yep. having people come out and, and have a good time that way. So, yeah. um, yeah, keep an eye out for those signups because those will be coming out here fast and furious as we get into the season. And, um, just a, just a great, great way to build community and, and, and work on your golf game too. Yeah. Well said. So with that, we're going to take our first break on the other side of the break here. We're going to get into some golf talk and, and we've got the. Is it the Dell match play event? Is I that believe what that's it's called? what it's called. Yeah. It's a WGC event. So it's not a PGA Tour event specifically, but um, it is uh, basically every golf gambler's dream. Wouldn't you say, Chuck? Yep. It's like the NCA March Madness deal. Bracket timing's buster. perfect. Yeah. 64 golfers. Love it. Yep. So we'll talk be, about that. It's going to be a great time here. So stick around for the other side of the break and we'll be right back. This segment brought to you by Sweet Shot's first anniversary scramble taking place Saturday, April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. We will be here. We will be playing 18 holes of golf. Grab uh, you and and three friends. Come on out. We've got some great, great prizes. Um, We're working with Mizuno, I believe, is going to be a title sponsor for that. So I'm going to work talking to him. get some get some things lined up so we're gonna have a great time hopefully the weather is gonna be lined up 18 hole scramble april 1st starting at noon four four person scramble for the first anniversary that kind of goes along with the the week celebrating our first anniversary being open so it should be a fun fun time come on out saturday april 1st four person scramble 12 12 p.m I always get that mess up. 12 p.m. Signups uh, available online. 
that's not a let's get better today tagline because that's not an academy. Let's have fun today. Let's have fun today. Okay. There we go. Um, Jumping right into it now, gents. um, Let's just do a quick, quick recap of last week because I was, that was, that was my worst DraftKings week I've ever had. And I apologize to anyone that listened to my so-called advice um, because I had two guys not even tee it up. How? Talk me through that. What do you mean they just didn't, decided not to. Out. Go to the first tee. Out. Out. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do the okay. justice of pulling right. it up. Right. I don't like they got injured in warmups. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm not even gonna do okay. it the justice of pulling it up because I don't even want to acknowledge. So the lesson there is, double check your lineup prior to the tee time, which I believe you reminded me because I made the mistake. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just check it in the morning. Yep. Okay. And so I was horrible. I apologize. I mean, I'm moving on from that. Okay. And you didn't submit a team last week? I did not. No. So this technically would be my third win in a row. Quietly, yeah. I'm dominating this little dominating. fantasy deal. Dominating. Well, quietly. Quietly. <laughs> I'm very. Well, I mean, three wins in a row. Good. I don't know if anybody's done three wins in a row. I don't, I don't care how they come about. No one has done three wins in a row. The, the week previous, when they were at uh, wherever they're at, um, I had over 500 points, 512 points. I mean, that's all six players. I had three teams with six players make the cuts. That's, that's pretty that's good. Big. So as we're approaching major, uh, yeah. made, oh, TPC. It was the TPC. TPC yeah. the so the cream's rising to the top when it comes to picks. Right. And that's what we're thinking. The Masters is coming up. Yeah, and then that's you got, your wheelhouse. You got something every month. Yes. Um, You're feeling I, good about it. He's, folks, peak, he's peaking at the right peaking. time. Yes. Folks, uh, you know, you could do the silly season picks with Chuck and yep. Lucas back in California and Hawaii. Right. West Coast stuff. West Coast. Now it's getting real. Yeah. And the cream's <laughs> coming to the top. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week I had five or six guys make the cut. Uh, you know, Speeth almost won it, but he laid an egg coming down the stretch. But, you know, beyond this, so, yes, I had a, another good week. You know, the drama last week, that Shank, Adam Shank, yep. you know, there's a guy, he's never won before. Mm-hmm. He's been around a while. I listened to his interview before Sunday's round, and he was like, you know, I'm going to go through my process. If it's good enough if I to win, I'll win. If if I don't, well, that I want to stick to my process. It came down to the final hole for that guy, oh, and he played. I mean, he chips in on the first hole. He's playing with Jordan Spieth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jordan's he's one of our marquee guys on yeah. the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah. I'd put him in the top five, right? Yeah. Marquee yeah. guys. People forget he has fifteen Four. wins. Yeah, so four majors. Yep, four majors, fifteen wins. Shanks okay. hanging with him. Yeah, chips in on the first hole. Keeps you know when he needs to, he makes a birdie, and he's right there. And it comes down to the last tee shot, and he hooks it left. Well, That's both right. those guys hooked it. Justin, or yeah, Jordan and and Adam both hooked it. Adam got a terrible kick. Because he's up against the tree? Ended up right against yeah, the tree. Yeah, make it up. Jordan stays short of the bunker. Yeah. You know, I saw a great thing where um, it's, golf requires a little bit of luck from time to time. To win, I mean, you need to be lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of luck. A little bit of luck goes a long way. You know, I thought he hit a heck of a backhanded that shot. That was an unbelievable yeah, left-handed shot. I think it's, I think he hit it better than he thought he did. Yeah. What I'm really enjoying, it seems more this year than ever, is you're hearing the conversations between player and caddy. Yes. I think that's been intentional by the, right. media, or by the telecast, yeah. right? It's been good. Yeah. It's been good. And for him, 
you know, I think they're really doing the caddy's job is to, you know, don't, don't let your player make a mistake. Right. right. And they talked through that and, and Shank just kind of took control of the situation. He goes, I think it's worth taking the risk to get this ball down there further. I think he said something along the lines of, I'm not going to have this chance or how often am I going to have this chance? Right. I yep. mean, just, he had to hit a miraculous shot to give himself a chance to win. He knew where he was at. Yeah. And he re- he realized that yeah. he had a fantastic shot, and actually his his tying putt that he needed to make lipped out. Yes, you know, yeah. Talk about great drama on the last hole. Yeah. That's that's a heck of a, a heck of a go. And we talked about it. And, and throw live in here uh, the live tour. They're not going to have that drama. No, they just don't have drama like that because nothing's life changing for a player on live, whether right. or not they make that putt or not. Exactly. But this this fellow with the name that you'd never ever want if you're going to play professional golf. His last name is Shank. <laughs> how do you? How do you? He's overcoming a lot of yeah golf bad start. karma. Yes, just he, with the name. He's agreed. He's literally and figuratively behind a tree, just with that name. Yes, he is. I mean, you have to overcome that. So um, I thought, you know, and then. Um, I don't even who who won it. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Moore. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, right. Yep. And that's that's my least th- favorite thing sometimes about a PGA Tour event is the guy that posts the score in the clubhouse and wins without yeah you know being that last group out there or whatever. But he also has not won on the PGA Tour, right? So Meant talk about, so much to him. Yeah, he that was life changing there. Yeah, right. That's what's so good about PGA right now, right? And then you bring up live, and you watch. I follow Ian Poulter on social media and. Greg Norman and they're they're tweeting like great great crowds here in Austin and you can look and actually see like 20 people and then you read the comments and people are just ripping them yeah it, it's interesting because you know it's uh it's a it's a different business model and that you know you got you've got the team aspect and you've got the shotgun starts and, and stuff like that but to me there's just because there's guaranteed money last place guy is getting four hundred fifty thousand dollars plus a share of whatever the team makes, there's no, there's no drama. There's no life changing, right? right. These guys, yep. Dustin Johnson doesn't need a four, another $4 million, right? No. He's getting a hundred million to play and, or whatever it is. As a fan, I'd much rather, much rather watch an Adam Shank or Taylor Moore battle for something that could be life changing like that. That's yep. fun. That was fun to watch. Yeah, we're into it. I don't know if the casual golf fan is the same way. I agree with you a I lot. I think they are. I wonder, I, I think, you know, it's like when you tune into F1 or you tune yep. into full yep. swing, you make that connection. Yes. If you can have the customer, which is the viewer, uh, make that connection, then I agree a hundred percent, but some people might just like the name. Right. And that's where Maybe. I think it's on the PGA tour to push those stories. Right. Yeah. And it's not, yes, there's the legacy side of things, but again, Roy McElroy doesn't need another $4 million. Right. Someone, the storyline of, okay, here's the Tom Hoagie, you know, maybe he's a little on the fringe for as far as does he need the money or not, but Tom Hoagie goes from barely making a cut to making $1.5 million and all they focus on is his last putt cost him 250000 right? How about, here's the story of a guy that grew up in Fargo, North Dakota and just went from making the cut to now he's making a serious payday. Like, how about that story? Or, you know, leading, leaning on these stories of, Hey, this is life changing for this guy. Exactly. Because not only does he get the paycheck, but he gets into all these other tournaments. Exemptions. Exemptions. And I think that's, I think they're starting to realize that. I think there's an overall movement. You know, I follow uh, 
great account Monday Monday Q info and I forget his actual name, um, but he does a great job. I mean, he goes around the country following these Monday qualifiers and and getting this information out about these grinders, about the guys that you know a make a made cut is a life changer, right? It's not necessarily millions of dollars, but yeah. it's a made cut. It's a paycheck that's life changing, and I think there's a greater movement for that to be shown and i think it's um good on the pga tour to, to focus on those yep. those storylines so some great drama last week this week we touched on it before the break kind of a golf gambler's dream here we've got our own march madness right. scenario we've got the top golfers in the world um 64 guys 64 player bracket um playing in in i believe it's I believe it's austin austin right? austin it is country yeah club. austin yeah. country club that's right and uh rv Pennock's old course is that right? I think Austin Country Club. Okay. Famous uh, golf instructor, wrote a couple books. Yeah. A little red putt. book. Harvey or at least Pinnock. he could teach the putter. Can he panic? Yeah. Was he? No, you're thinking. Uh, Wasn't that Ben Crenshaw's guy? Oh, yeah. 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 Ben was okay with the putter. Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so 64. The interesting thing for the listeners is the top 16 individuals. So one would say, well, how do they determine these brackets and who's playing who? So the interesting part is they look at the top current 16 players. And so that Scotty Chef's one, he's in section one. If you know bracket, bracketology, right? Then you go two. I forget if that's Rom right now. Three is over here. That's Rory. Four. And they, so that's how they seed the top 16. And then the rest of the field is random draw. Oh, random. I did not know that. Based oh, so on, 16. based on, sorry, sorry, based on buckets. So then you get. That those are the A's, then you got B's. So the next rank guys, 16, are the B players, and they random draw. Hoagie would be maybe the, based on his number, the third category, random draw. That's how they do the, the, mm. the match play. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just go by world ranking? Well, they do that for the first 16. Oh, it's just all across the board? Yeah, it's a good question. Mark. I think you might top load it a little bit in that, in that route. Mm. It, okay. it might just, you know, then then the the bottom tier down here would be, you know, soft maybe, a little soft maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I know. I think there's got to be a randomness to it, but yeah. that's a good question. I don't yeah. know the answer okay. to that. So then, the, the uniqueness from a DFS, and this is a fun week to be in DFS. It really is because there's the optimal lineup. A lot of last year, the the those guys that play DFS, heavy DFS, said. 30% of the lineups were non-optimal, meaning people just went based on names without looking at the bracket to recognize how 30%. I, 30%. Wow. If you can be optimal in that, you do the research, find out where these guys are at in the bracket to try to get as many of the six to play longer, further. So they play Wednesday. That's the other thing. They play early. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's four people per per grouping. What do you want to call those guys? Quadrants. 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 Thank you. So they play each person and it's match play. You get a full point for the win, right? Mm -hmm. Half point for a tie. Nothing for a loss. loss. Those that are the win the most or their quadrant move on. If there's a tie, which there has been, they'll play Friday in a, in a shootout, sudden death deal to win that, that bracket. Then they move on. So it's going to go, obviously, just like NCAA basketball, 64 down to 32. And then those guys play. So if you think about it and you look at the bracket, don't just willy-nilly pick guys that you like. Mm -hmm. Pick from each of those quadrants 
so that there's a chance that they can get to the final. You obviously can't get six to four, but if you can get four to the final, that's where you're going to make their money. Yep. That's, that's where it's at. Um, course history. I'd go out and take a look at that. There's guys Absolutely. that, yeah. that continue to play well there. They love match play. They're strong in match play. Kevin Kistner would be one of those guys. Now he's not coming in in the best form. So he's kind of taking a chance, but he's a, he's a match play guy. He's that kind of bulldog guy, right? Yeah. Or he, he gets up for this event. Horschel. Um, Horschel's win percentage is up near 60%. Yeah. This deal is like yep. Billy Horschel. Really? And he's at $7,900. Yep. There's some tremendous value out there again because yep. it's a it's a top loaded event, right? Yep. You got the best yep. 64 in the world, and so there's some awesome awesome value. And then you throw in match play, yep. which we've touched on it before on the show. But anything can happen in match play. Agreed. Anything. So for the casual listeners, those listeners that want to follow us and pick teams, go out Google search the bracket, and then build your team off of the bracket with the idea of trying to get as many to the final four from different brackets. Well, here's the problem: they're going to listen to this, and it's already started. Right? So is there daily... Does it start on Wednesday? It starts yeah. on Wednesday. Oh, starts on it does. Wednesday. That's a good point, Mark. Yeah. So is there daily I think matches? there might... Ah, boy. That's a good question. I so don't we might just that. be talking to ourselves here. We might be. We apologize Still fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still fun. I guess I didn't think about that. I didn't that think starts it would start on Wednesday. Yep. Oh. I so. bet there's still some daily there round, might be. round play. Let's assume there is and let's get into it. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, moving on. So uh, I'm going to go. Let's go, Mark. Yeah, the goat. Okay, the goat over there go. gets to go. I followed, I followed your uh, quadrant concept, and uh, I'm going with just hot players, just flat out hot. Well, who's coming in well? Yeah, but Good you form. can't just do that because you still have a salary cap, so you're, right. you can't just go all out. So um, no particular order. Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't play well his last outing, but he's a match play guy. He yeah. won the U.S. Amateur. Um, I, I, I just think he's a little bulldog and when you get, they're going to play that round Robin in their Mm -hmm. bracket. I just Mm -hmm. think, um, he's going to rise, rise to the top, um, from another bracket. I got Scheffler. I just don't know how anybody's going to beat him over the course. Defending champ. Yes. And he was second the year before that. Yeah. So you gotta, I think you have to have him. Yep. On the team, uh, Homa out of that quadrant. I got Homa. I just think, uh, I think he's just playing such good golf and I didn't. Uh, feel like I want to rely on anybody else from that quadrant. Um, and then uh, got Ricky Fowler coming out of mm-hmm. one of the quadrants. I just, he's, he's playing some good golf and he's, and he's making some doubles, mm-hmm. you know? So if he was a, making a lot of bogeys, that's not a good recipe in match play, but if you're making some doubles and others and you're still competing on the PGA tour, I, you know, I what? Like that's it. good match. Play I like golf. it. It's not bad. Yeah. I so, like, yeah, like that so those are my four heavy hitters. Fitzpatrick, Fowler, Homa, yep. and Scheffler. Uh-huh. And then I rounded it out with value of value. 6,000 JJ Spawn. Yep. Um, and again, I tried to look at some brackets where maybe they've got a chance, yep. but mostly it was driven by just who's $6,000 or 6,100. <laughs> and uh, Hughes, something called Mac. Mac Hughes. McKenzie. McKenzie yep. Hughes. Yep. Um, which actually McKenzie Hughes, his winning percentage is is positive. Yeah. I think if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. That's nice. That's so a that good team. So that's my team. I went four of the heaviest hitters I yep. could from different quadrants yep. and then just take a shot at two others. I don't know if that's sound philosophy, but that's what I did. I like it. Sure. That's solid. Um, I'll take over here. So I went a little more middle of the road. 
-hmm. didn't okay. necessarily load up on heavy hitters, but out of the groups, so you have the quadrants and then you have the groups. Yeah. Um, I ended up, the guys that I was looking at were statistically some of the better ones in the group, yep. right? Their win percentages in the green and then their current form is in the green. Okay. Um, so I started off with Max Homa. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic. And then at, at $10,100, he opened up mm -hmm. a lot for me, right? And, um, next I went was Cameron Young. And, and my mm -hmm. other my other option or, or strategy, um, because I didn't do a Scotty Scheffler, and I really like that pick. I mean, he tends to defend well, and he plays well here. Um, picking guys that avoid Scotty Scheffler for as long as we yes. can. Oh, right. <laughs> the buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, yep. if, if, if he's going to play I like well, it. I mean, let's delay yep. the inevitable. Yep. Right. Um, so I've got Cameron Young in there who I think he's just, mm -hmm. he's a sneaky pick in there. Um, he again, avoids him. I think the first guy I got that has a chance to play Scheffler is, uh, is it Chris Kirk? Okay. Is that, yep. Yeah. Chris Kirk. Yep. He won this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's got a good record going, played well recently. Um, then I'm looking Will Zalatoris. Mm. Um, I, I like I just, it. I, he hasn't played well recently, I, I will say. But he's got a great, great game, and he's just yep. got to find a way to get the ball in the hole. So uh, his match play percentage is, is in the positive, Solid. so that's good too. Um, then I jumped down to uh, Seamus Power. Yes. You know, kind of a yep. flyer on yep. that one, but yep. recent form's been been okay, and he's got a decent uh, decent match play. Again, most of these guys are, are leading their group in terms of yeah. match play wins. I like it. Um, and that's kind of my, that's kind of my strategy on that. And then I rounded it out with, a, a Maverick McNeely, yep. who I really enjoy. And yep. actually he's, he's a steal at $6,800 and in his group is statistically the, the best. Yep. I've been watching him a little bit. You know, he was my guy on the West coast and he burned me a couple of times. He withdrew. Yeah. So I thought maybe there was something going on injury wise. Now I do believe he made the cut the last couple of events he's played in in Florida. Yep. And he's not a Florida guy. So that's maybe. a good trend. Yep. His last twenty four rounds he's struggled. I mean, he's right around zero as far as strokes gained, but he's lost a lot in in ball striking. Now his putting, he's a heck of a putter. So yeah. he's actually gained strokes and, in putting, and which you guys is no match play. In that's, match play, that's that's big. But yep. you look at the rest of his group, he's got Sung J M, Tommy Fleetwood, and JT Poston and all three of those guys have have negative negative win ratios. Ooh, there you match go. Play. I like it. Fleetwood's right? playing better though. He yeah. had a good week. He did. It's good to see. Yeah, I like. I like Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Me too. He's a good guy to root for. Except yeah, in guy. this case, Maverick McNeely. Let's go. How about uh, who is the other uh, uh, Englishman that got in a fight with his caddy? Wallace. Yeah, Mr. Wallace, the hothead. He, he was. Yeah, he reminded me of some of the, and I hope. Not many of these guys listen. Um, the Dakotas <laughs> tour pros that roll in here and they can get a little short with you sometimes, mm. you know, and it, they were having a heated discussion. I would guess this isn't the first time though, because they were hugging and smiling after the fact. Okay. So, you know, if I caddy for, I would never, but I would probably go into it with the expectation that. Every once in a while, he's probably going to yell at me, but I know at the end of the day, if things work out well, water under the bridge. Yeah, he said he got upset with him because uh, he had decided to play the ball off the cart path, and he was in his routine to hit the shot, and the caddy called him off. Oh. And went, hey, you sure you don't want to take a drop over here? Oh. Maybe, oh. maybe move it off, off and let's take a drop. And I think Wallace was upset that 
Hey, once I commit to it in the shot, don't back me off. Sure. Because now you got me yeah. out of my, out of my deal. Thank goodness he made par. He made so par. It was a heck of a par. It okay. was a great par. Off the cart path or did he move it? Off the cart path. He ended okay. up short and yeah. then he hit his next. I mean, it was probably a 35, 40 yard pitch. Yep. And then. Uh, was that Saturday? It was probably Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, all right. You guys want to hear the winning squad? Yep. Let's okay. hear it. You just did. So, uh, that's good. That's good. I, a few of the guys you named that are on your squad. I also have. I'm starting with Scotty. Gotta have Chef, I feel. Okay. I'm also going Rory. On the opposite yeah, side. Yeah, I looked at Rory. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple big hitters mm-hmm. with the idea. Hopefully they'll... I think Rory's got to step it up here a little bit with he Augusta did, coming. He did make an equipment change. It was it was big. Yeah. Um, I saw that it was a length deal on his driver. I think he went shorter with his driver length. And reports out of Augusta, he probably play, played a practice round. Yep. And uh, reports out of Augusta said it went very well okay with the new change so i think I like he's that. i think he's taken on too much of this pga tour stuff that's my take I as well he, i think he's distracted i think he's feeling the weight of the world a oh little bit okay. with the representing, yep. representing this ideal where some people yep. are like he's basically like a ceo of the pga tour yeah. right now i mean yeah. he's traveling to all these meetings and stuff like that golf is almost taking a back seat that's a good yeah. point Jeez, thanks, guys. But I'm going to keep him on my squad. <laughs> uh, then I've got a guy that's got an w- unbelievable uh, match record here, Billy Horschel. Yes, yeah, Billy Horschel. Yep. Great shoes. Then a dude that's a little bulldog. He's off He's off his game right now, but I think he, he's going to step it up as Kistner. He's, uh, I think he, he may have won this once, or I know he, he was running around. He's won it. He does. Yep. Yeah, I think he, he's run at Kistner yeah. twice. Has he won it twice? He's good. Terrible form. So this is a long, that's a bit a of a long shot. shot, but. You did heavy load it, so yep. I mean. Then I also have Sheamus, Mister Power, yeah. Um, and then the salary saver, I got JJ Spawn as well. Yeah, I liked his his bracket or his grouping. Yeah, I think it, with Christian Bezusa Hoot, that's a good team. Solid. That's a Decent, good team. I think you found a way to get Kisner on there and McElroy and Scheffler. You never know. It's match play. It be it's match play. Yeah, that's. I think uh, I'm gonna save it. Should I probably the, hit save? Yes. We're That's saving. the other Mark. Did you do the same? I just saved mine. Okay, good. Um, I think uh, one of the rare occasions we get to watch match play, and uh, sure. I think it's makes for great, great golf. It's very, you know, guys are taking different lines, they're more aggressive on on certain shots, and I think uh, it it leads just to a, a in general more more fun golf to watch. Well, I and I agree with that early in the week. I think sometimes on the weekend, if they get the wrong guys in the finals, mm-hmm. I think they're vulnerable to poor ratings. Little, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, we dig it. I mean, we're into it. Yeah. Um, but if they don't have a marquee name. They don't have a Scheffler versus McElroy. Or right. A, yeah. yeah. That's true. And if they do, I think the ratings could go out of, oh off, off, yeah. out of the roof, right. over the roof, through true. the roof, through, through the, the roof. roof. <laughs> to grandmother's house we go. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. All right. Um, yeah, great. Uh, keep an eye on those. Um, again, hopefully there's some dailies to get out here again, poor planning on our part. Didn't realize it started on Wednesday. So apologies for that, but, um, follow along with us as our teams battle it out. Here's a little March madness for golfers. Um, and let's get, let's get better today. Let's get serious about our golf game. We talked about how to improve that and, uh, some ways to do that. So, um, don't be afraid to reach out whether it's through the website or, or just an email and, and we're going to do our best to help you out. We'll, we'll make this the best summer yet for, for golf. Um, thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>